Welcome to the Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast, starring Q the Boss. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast. We got a special guest today, a special episode, and I'm always excited when we do this. Today, we have a celebrity coming on, and I happen to be a fan, and I'm excited. This is a guy that I know his music. I listened to him growing up, and he also won American Idol. Everybody understand this guy is, um, I'm excited about this interview. I'm going to be honest with you. It's not going to show, but I'm, I'm definitely excited, right? Ruben Stutter, guys. You know, this guy, we're going to talk about what he's up to now. You know, going into American Idol. How did he feel? We're going to talk about these things. The reason why I'm doing this episode with him is because, you know, one of the biggest moments of his life, right, was a make or break in his career was American Idol. And to go win American Idol, man, that's, that's big. There's nothing at that time, I don't think there was no musical platform as far as competition was bigger than American Idol. And he won it, you know, and I, like, wow. And um, I'm honored for him to be coming on this podcast and for us to talk about his personal life. I get to know him better. You know, I just want to give him some flowers too. He lost a lot of weight, right? A lot of weight. And I'm gonna, definitely going to say that to him when he come on. He's lost a lot of weight. And um, he looks good, you know, healthy, happy, right? I've been uh, t- uh, checking him out, talking to him, you know, amazing man. And guys, you know, the one thing I love about Q, no matter when, where, and how, if you've done something amazing, I will never dim that accomplishment. Some people tend to do that. And let's be honest, right? In a the moment, they're like, oh, my God, they're celebrating you. But when the moment's over, like it's like an NBA player. Right? If the guy is 40 years old, what do you expect him to still be dominating the NBA? Most people will not be LeBron James, right? So let's be real. A person that has received the highest accolade of success, right, and is, is, a, is, a, is a, an honor for him to be coming on his podcast. Right? Let's just be honest. Right? And I'm excited about it. I don't know about you guys. We're going to give him a few minutes, guys. He's going to come into the room. Right? You guys are going to see here, and we're going we're gonna to talk about a lot of different things he got going on, right? A few people, y'all want to ask a couple of questions, I'll, I'll ask them the questions, right? Because, like I said before, I'm excited about this. I'm uh, astonished that he's even doing this. But again, it's amazing when you really sit down and evaluate how far God is that don't let that go over your head podcast has come. You know, we, 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 we're... We're getting tons of celebrities. You know, tons of people are coming in and we're just going up and up and up and up and up. And guys, I am honored to say Ruben Stutter will be in the room real soon. As soon as he come on, I'll let you guys know. Right now, we're going to just introduce him and see. One of my favorite songs I want to say is Sorry, right? 2004, that's my my song. I guess maybe at that time because I was a little player. So... (laughs) You know, that song resonated deep for me. I don't know about you guys, what's your favorite Ruben Stutter song? But for me, it definitely was Sorry. And I used that, I played that song on repeat at times when I was definitely in my heyday of doing my foolishness. And um, 
I think I think I'm honored that Ruben would even do this for me because again, as I said before, growing up I was a Ruben Studdard fan, and I respected him, and I still do even more. As you guys can see, he's in the room. We added him to the stream right now. Mr. Ruben Studdard is in the building. What's up, man? How you doing? Listen, you got me smiling, man. Listen, I'm a big fan. <laughs> I'm a very big fan. You know? Thank you very much. I appreciate that. No, listen, God gave you a gift, man, and, and, and you used it for all the right reasons, man. Your music resonated with me a lot. I was just telling the guys about the Sorry song. That was my my get over any relationship song, right? That's what's up. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad it helped you. Listen, so you know, um, where do we start, man? Like, like, what is your story? Like, how did how did Ruben become Ruben? Um, I was always Ruben. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, I was, uh, you know, born to two educator parents, uh, born in Frankfurt, Germany. My father was in the military. My mom was an elementary school teacher. Um, and yeah, I just always had a love for music. I started singing. I think they tell me when I was in preschool, okay. I don't remember that of course, okay. but, um, you know, I've been singing my whole life. That's you know, pretty much been what I've wanted to do. Um, other than being a, a choir teacher, I mean, well, of course, that was a part of singing as well. But um, it just so happened that, you know, I, I've been trying to be in the industry since I was 18. Like, oh, wow. you know, my, my mom was like, listen, you got to go to school, but, you you know, you can pursue your thing when you're not in school. So whenever I would come home for summer break, I would, you know, make demos and do the things. And it just never really happened. And, you know, I think everything happens for you when it's supposed to. God's timing is better than any timing you can have for yourself. Um, um, just having, you know, I was in a band and a young lady that was a singing background in the band, okay. you know, just, you know, um, uh, suggested that we all go audition for the show. And I did. And the rest is history, man. Like I've been really just blessed, man, to, to have, um, done the things that I've done, work with the people I've worked with. I never in a million years would have thought when I was dreaming about being, um, a musician, a professional musician that I would have had the opportunity to work with the likes of David Foster and Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis and Warren Campbell and wow. just the list wow. of uh, Swiss beats, like everybody that I've ever like saw on television before being on American Idol, like I've had an opportunity to be in a room with them. And so it's been a blessing and it's still, you know, I still continue to do a job that I love every day. And you know, that's it. You know, something funny, <laughs> when I started this podcast, right? Who would have thought we'd be talking to Ruben Stutter, right? So like life, right. life comes full circle. Like whether sometimes I think the dream is bigger than we actually believe, right? And and right. like I said, just being here with you today is like wow, like like wow, you know, like yeah. it's just amazing. Like I, I'll tell you, like I, I really know your music. Like no Ruben is my song. I'm gonna be honest, that's my song, right? Because I love how you say like where I'm from. It, it, this is my story. Like I've always wanted yeah. to know like people's journey. We, we tend to talk about the, uh, the end results more than the actual beginning. And the beginning is really right. the, the, that's the meat and potatoes of the actual journey. And sometimes right. I think people get caught up in the end too much, right? So humbly, I want to say like, when you were going into American Idol, did you believe that you was going to win? I had absolutely no, um, I put no expectations on what was going to happen to me in that process. Okay. But really wanted to be a part of the process and i knew that if 
like this would give me the opportunity to really meet the people that I wanted to be around. And okay. it's so funny because you think as you're in your journey um, that you're not, I, I met so many people that I ended up working with Yes. Uh, before American Idol. Wow. You, you just don't know that they're like in the industry, you know, big time. So I remember um, maybe like three years before that, um, my gospel group, I was in a group called God's Gift, and we opened uh, for a gospel group called Dawkins and Dawkins. Okay, okay. We opened, we opened for them a couple of times around the South, and then I didn't see them again. And one day I was walking down Melrose with the rest of the cast of American Idol, and he walks out of the store and is like, yo, don't I know you? And I said, yeah, man, remember we opened for you in Birmingham. Wow. I was like, I'm a big fan. And he was like, man, I knew that was you. I told my brother, I told everybody that was you. Wow. And so, like, after that, like, they, like, because I remember asking God, like, please, you know, when I come to L.A., introduce me to people that grew up like I did, like church kids. Yes, yes, yes. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. And, so, and so as soon as I, like, met Eric, um, I started, you know, be around Warren Campbell, like, all, like, the whole community out there, like, really. So they're more like family. I remember I I were vividly I was driving a '78 Cadillac Coupe DeVille. Yeah, but I I got a new CD player put in, so it could like at least I could have my sounds tight and my whip okay. one tight. Okay. Okay. tight. okay. So the Mary Mary album came out, and I was in my car with one of my group members. I said, "Man, I don't know who this dude Baby Dove is, but yeah. I'm gonna work with him." And everybody just laughed like the whole car was just like, "Ah, whatever." You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Fast forward three years later, that's one of the first people I work with. So you manifested it. I manifested it. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. I love it, man. You know, you know the, the the funny thing is, you know, just listening to your voice, you know, it's like you were meant to do what you're doing. Like I'm gonna be honest with you, you have a very, very, very unique voice. It's not like every voice. Like I can play a song, and my mother gonna be like, "That's Ruben Stutter, right?" Like that, like that. There are some people that that can sing but they don't stand out. Are right? you understand what right. I'm saying? They can hold notes, they yeah. can sing, but their their voice is not that unique, right? But your voice- I mean, I, I, I guess I, I, to be fair to the situation, yes. I'm on the big television shows yes. ever. Yes. So to, to say that somebody can recognize my voice, that's, you know, that's a lot of, you know, people paid for that. You know what I mean? Like, it's a reason why people can recognize my voice as opposed to, because I mean, like, you know, I was once one of those people that was at home trying to get somebody to recognize me. Agreed. So, but okay, you know. take Aretha Franklin, right? Take an Al right. Green, right? You know, take a James Brown. Their voices are very, very unique, right? Just yeah, beyond the, sure. the gift they have is the voice. Like, I, like Al for Green sure. to come on and it just grabbed my attention, even if I didn't know who yeah. he was. You know, there are certain people who just have a voice. Right. And you saying that with the benefit, you saying that with the benefit of knowing who he is. <laughs> I agree. I give you that pass. I give you that pass. I give it to you. You're right. All right. So what, what do you have coming up now? What are you doing now? So I'm um uh the last couple of months I've been doing uh Ruben and Clay, our 20th anniversary tour we've been doing. Yes. We start back up in September. Okay. Um before that, before that, I was doing Ruben Sings Luther, which I'll, you know. Come back to that once Clay and I finish up our tour in, I think, December or, or January. I don't know exactly when, but yes. we still have several dates to, to finish. Well, um, well, but yeah, know. that's what I've been doing, man. And then my, my new album comes out in September. The way I remember it, 
Um, it's just, you know, classic R&B music just really excited about. That's, that's my, that's that's my genre. That's my kind of music. I'm young, but I'm old. But I'm old, but I'm young. Right. 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 I, I, I still that. like music of substance. I like writers. Right. right. I like to see the vision of what they're saying. Right. Like, what if, right, that song tells you a whole story. You can literally sit right. there, close your eyes, and envision the whole story just listening to the lyrics. Listening to yeah. it. Eric, Eric Dawkins, again. Wow. It's more like, wow. He, he, did, he did the vocal production on that. Like, it just, yeah, like, I mean, he was a part of the underdog. So you, you know anything about that writing production team? Of course. Harvey Mason, um, Damon Thomas, um, Eric Dawkins, Tank was over there. Like, everybody, like, that, that place was magic. Like, if you, if you couldn't get a hit over there, you couldn't get a hit. I couldn't believe that Tank is behind so much stuff, right? Yeah. And, that, and that's amazing because I, I never would have knew, right? Because there's yeah, a lot of things. Oh, man, I didn't know. I never knew, bro. Yeah. You know, just to be outside as if, look at his voice too. His voice is very unique too, yeah. right? Yeah. Very unique voice. But let me ask you, to this day, who would you say is your overall favorite artist of all time and why? Okay, I have a, a couple. Okay. And they're for all different reasons, right? Okay. Um, Fred Hammond will forever and always be my favorite singer. That's just, that is what that is. Nobody can take that mantle from him. I um, I was a huge fan of the group Commission. Okay. And he was, he was my favorite voice in the group. And then, like, to actually have a relationship with him now, like Big Brother, Little Brother, is just like, you know, I would have never imagined that would be happening to me. So to this day, Fred Hammond is still my favorite voice. Most of these people are going to be gospel artists, just to be clear. But you told uh, me, you said you Mar grew up in a church, right? I did. So fair you, I mean, it makes sense. But everybody, what you'll understand is that all, all the R&B cats that's really dope, we all is like copying, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So Marvin Winans. Yes. Marvin L. Winans is one of the coldest singers to ever wow. touch a microphone. Wow. wow. Um, of, of course, Luther Vandross. Luther. Um, Bad boy, and 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 the reason why I'm gonna say this is because I love his phrasing, Frank Sinatra. Wow, wow, wow! You know, what I mean, it's it's something to be said for somebody that can sing a song without doing anything extra, and you still get all the feeling out of it. And Frank Sinatra and Tony Bennett, they were the best at that. So Sinatra caught me on guard. I didn't and, expect that. And then you know, Kim Burrell. Wow, wow! She's she's just a, a beast. Like there's ain't nobody. Living, touching her, period. Okay, look at this. I'm showing you, just showing your voice. Look at Fantasia. Very unique voice. Very right. unique, right? Her voice, you can hear it, right? Yeah. So it's like certain, like for me, I like unique. And that's why I think more so I was a fan. I, I was more, I like underdog stories. I've always liked right. that. I like people who, um, like you said, I would have never knew you took, you've been doing this since you were 18, right? People would just look at it like, look, he went on American Idol, he won, and that was that. That's what they would think. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, everybody, like, I, I believe that everybody that makes it to a certain point has that same kind of story. Like, yes. I, and not, not, not just, I mean, I was in groups even when I was, like, 10, 11. Like, the first group I was in was, like, in sixth grade. We was called the Fellas. We thought we were good, but we, we weren't good. It's just all right. <laughs> Somebody in the Fellas is and then, But, right you know, but all, all that stuff, you know what I mean? Like, it prepares you for what happens to you when you get to the place that you're supposed to. Like, had I never been in the studio before on American Idol, it would have been 
such an arduous process trying to record an album with me because I, I wouldn't have understood the lingo or how things work. You know what I mean? So thankfully I had those experiences that, you know, gave me kind of like, you know, all right, well, I, I, I kind of know what I'm doing. So, you know, let's get in here and do it. Yeah. If you can go right now, alive or dead and collab with anybody, who would it be on one song right now? Donnie Hathaway. Wow. That'd be an amazing record. Why would you do that, though? It's, it's self-explanatory. I understand why. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> he he is, it's, it's between him and Marvin Gaye. But I, I said I said Dunny first, and I'm going to have to stick with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah. because I know, I feel like he'll bring the best out of me in the studio, like if I was with him. And, and I mean, because I, I toured with Layla. Okay. And she brought the best out of me on stage. Like I, I had to all I had to bring my A game every night because I knew that she was gonna be phenomenal. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'll be honest with you, my one of my favorite gospel singers is Marvin Sapp. And yeah. the reason being is because more so the words. They resonate yeah. with me, right? Um they just resonate. It's just yeah. you know, I told you I like the comeback story. I like the the fighter. I love the person that perseveres. Right. Because um in life, we all have to know that we're going to get knocked down and you have to continuously get back up. And I truly another, believe... Uh, yeah. Another singer that was in commission. Yes. Just FYI. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. You know, you know, it's funny. I always tell people, um, I, I believe my, my theory is, right, God doesn't sit in the heavens and just throw down blessings. He prepare you to receive the blessing, right? right? So I think that whole process that you're saying was preparing you for the bigger blessing, right? And, and Absolutely. Listen, you made your mark, man, in, in music history, man. And I, I just want you to know, like, you're you're just amazing. Like, you, you can Thank tell. You so very much. Listen, I think the God fearing aspect makes you a very humble soul, right? I've noticed that everyone I meet in the industry, because I own, I own a nightclub, a, a big venue, bring a lot of artists, and um, the ones that I notice that are like more God fearing, they tend to be just very humble, very humble, just grateful, because they know you give it, He can take away it, right? And that's what we know. You know, and that's how I am. I'm very humble. People, they're like shocked. And I'm like, no, you should be very humble because it's a blessing in itself to get paid to do something that you love, right? And I'm pretty sure for you doing it so long that you had to love it, right? Absolutely. I mean, this is this is what I always knew I wanted to do. Like, no, I mean, it, and it hasn't all been great. Yes. Like, nothing in life will always be great. Um, but if you remember why you're doing it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yes. it'll always give you a reason to smile, a reason to be thankful, a reason to be hopeful that there's something greater. You know what I mean? Like yes. even though I've been blessed with so many opportunities, I believe God can do even more. Yes. So yes. Um, I just stay faithful, keep doing what I'm doing, keep singing, yes. keep making the music. You know what I mean? And we'll see what happens. I got to ask this question because there's always artists that always ask me, when you have the artist, could you please ask this question? As an artist, what would you tell someone that's coming into the business to be prepared for, what to look out for, uh, um, it, do's and don'ts, right? Because with all your history, you know, you learned a lot, right? So I'm pretty sure you did right, did bad, learned, didn't learn, right? And and I want- There's a, I mean, there's there's so much yes. that you can tell people. Um, I think the biggest thing to tell that I would like to tell people that want to be in the industry is just make sure you know who you are before you come in the industry. Yes. Yes. Like 
all the other stuff, you'll figure it out. Like all the other, you know, business stuff and all that stuff, like you'll play where you can figure that out for yourself. All grow. You grow, you learn, you maturate, and you but make sure when you get in the business, you know who you are before you go because they will try to mold you into who they would like for you to be. So just know like deep down in your soul who you are and you'll be fine. I love that. If you can go to like a young Ruben right now and you can sit in front of yourself, what would you say to yourself? Like a younger version, maybe like a 16-year-old, 18-year-old Ruben. Be patient. Like, don't stress about, because I remember when I was 12 groups, like another bad creation and yes. other groups that were out when I was a kid, like making, I'd be like, I could do that. Like, you know, group the boys and you know other people that were like doing quite well um in the industry um feeling like i could do that as well well you can't when it's your turn yes yes you know what i mean like <laughs> you know what i mean like you, you you're never going to be able to rush the process like i was the young lady or other talking about how she had this size and she was like 13 yes you know what I mean? Have records and stuff. And she's just now hitting. Wow. As an adult, she's just now like, you know, getting to a point where everybody's like really on her. Wow. Timing. Like you, you know. Wow. 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 As far as artists working with, who is the f- your favorite artist to work with so far? though? Oh, uh, man. I would have to say Natalie Cole. You saying some names, brother. You saying some names. Yeah, I mean, you asked. So <laughs> wow. I have to, you know, like... Wow. You know, her father Her father is originally from Alabama, so I had a lot of questions asking her about his journey because, yeah. you know, I'm from Alabama. And, that's, that's where you originate from, know, right? I'm, I'm from Birmingham, yep. And wow. so just asking her questions about, you know, you have to understand, like, she grew up around everybody that everybody idolizes. So her father's friends were Tony Bennett, Frank Sinatra, yes. Dean Martin, yes. like all these Sammy Davis, like these yes. were her father's people that they were with every day. Wow. So, you know, I just want, I just wanted to learn as much as I could. She was so nice and so cool and, you know, always just willing to, you know, pick up the phone and talk to me about anything. And so I'm really grateful that I got a chance to meet and perform with on stage and work with and go on tour with her. Like that was to me, one of the highlights of my career. Wow. You know, like I remember like even sitting here talking to you, I'm dating myself back to even watching American Idol. I don't think there was a bigger, uh, like, a show at that time than that show. I don't think so. Yeah. I'm like, literally, everyone I was in school with was watching that show. And we came to yeah. school talking about it. Like, did you see? Yeah. And did they see this? And did you? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. When I told one of my friends, you know, I'm, I'm actually going to be talking to Ruben. He was like, Ruben, Ruben. I said, Ruben. You know, and it, 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 it it's like, that's the one thing I love about music, right? It's timeless in a sense, right? It literally keeps you in a moment of remembrance, right? When you start remembering where you were in that moment and when you heard it for the first time and everything, right? So it's like reality. It's like, man, what song, if you had to think of any record that reminds you of just your childhood, a, a good moment, like a great song? Like I would tell you, I can name a thousand songs, but what <laughs> song comes to mind when you think of music, I, I can name a thousand. I, <laughs> I can name a thousand. 
I can name a thousand songs too. But as a kid, yeah. as, as a kid, I was a big New Edition fan. Wow. And so, like every every time I um think about like like the moment I had was like I went to the Fair Park Arena to see them in that in the Cool It Now tour, and wow. I might have been like seven, six or seven years old. I remember yes. my mama bought the yes. the nosebleed seats. We was in there, and um. Man, that was uh, cool. It now was on the radio. Like it was, it was a big, deal, you know. Oh, wow, and, wow. Like every time I've seen them, I know I probably get on their nerves. When I keep saying it, like <laughs> when I see them, like yo, man, like I probably wouldn't even be doing this if it weren't for y'all. Like, cause I mean, like they were the biggest thing around in black music for young people. They were like the Jackson Five for our generation. Wow, wow, wow. You know what I mean? So I mean to and I, you know, to get a chance to see them early in their career, and um. You know, got I mean, and that day it was New Edition, Houdini, and the Fat Boys was on the ticket that wow, day. Wow, wow, wow. I remember New Edition very well. You know, my generation New Edition would be more like a, another bad creation. You remember them? Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. But yeah. that's uh, that they wouldn't that but that wouldn't have happened without New Edition. No that's, way. That's Michael, that's Mike, that's yes. Michael Bivens group. You he see? put them together. So yeah. You know something funny is that as I'm starting to engage more, I'm starting to notice there there are legends behind a lot of new artists and right yeah. um it's amazing like you were like you work with who of course yeah. i know who that is like are you kidding me right yeah. what would ruben be listening to today is my question man my favorite uh, uh right now what is that dude's name man what, what, what he does That's gregory what? porter gregory porter um, he is, yeah, he's the truth. So here's my question now. What is your, what is your uh, future uh, vision of seeing R&B? Where do you think it's going to go? I think it's going to, I mean, I think it's going to keep evolving. Like, I mean, you know, we'll, everything, just like jazz and, you know, classical, everything, we'll still have classic yes. R&B, but it'll, it'll evolve. And, it'll, you know, I think, you know, you have to allow the, the next generation to put their spin on what it is that you've done. So, you know, I mean, yeah, it's coming. I got the young girl. I got to see her. Um, one of my big bros. Um, he got honored with the um, the uh, lifetime achievement award, Buster Rhymes. Okay, family friend of mine. You know, I'm honored by him. You know, he's actually pushed me to do this, and uh, encouraged up. me. Right. Um, you know, but I, I told him in doing this, there's only certain people I want to do. I'm, I'm a very positive person. I don't believe in. Right. I don't believe in trolling. I don't believe in looking up bad things and talk. I don't believe in those things, right? Because I don't believe in giving the devil is, is, is uh, I'm not working for him, right? I'm working for the Lord. So I want to push out the positives and let people see that there's a lot of positive things going on on earth, right? And that's one of the main reasons I reached out to you because I've only seen you as a positive person. I, I don't recall anything, anything else, right? And I just want to tell you as a young man that watched you, I, I want you to know I admire you and how you always carried yourself, right? I've, Thank you. Come on. It's, it's, it's astonishing another black man to another black man, right? That, that get to say like, I, I'm, I respect you a lot, right? Thank because you so much. I appreciate that. Listen, bro, you know, with social media now and in the world period, people look for the flaws more than anything, right? You do one bad right. thing, they talk about it more than every hundred good thing you've done. And, and I just want to tell you as a brother to a brother, I, I love how you carry yourself, right? I got Thank to look you so at your much, family brother. and, I'm like, wow, this man is a strong black man. And I, and I just want you to know, 
I commend you. Thank you so much. Listen, you can see Thank the God-fearing man in you, man. You know, if you Thank want to you, tell bro. anybody anything before we get out of here, what would you say? Man, everybody, hey, look, just, you know, stream my new single the way I remember it. My, my album comes out in September. So, you know, if you guys, you know, want to hear some great singing, go ahead and, you know, I don't, you know, download, stream, you know, everything is different now. So, you know, just do yeah. whatever y'all do to listen to it. And, you know, I, I would much appreciate it. Listen, I'm definitely going to stream it. I'm going to post it, share it, send me links, send me everything. I'm going to share it as much as I can, man. Trust me. I support you 150%, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much for doing this for me. You're very welcome. God bless you, family. God bless you too, brother. Amazing. Let's give it up for Ruben, guys. You know, growing up, man, you get to see some of the people you idolize and you get to have conversations with them. It's a big blessing, right? That was a blessing. Man, it feels like talking to an old friend. And a lot of people don't understand how blessed you are to be able to even have conversations with these, these people that you've idolized growing up. And God has put me in a position to do it. And, I, and I'm very grateful, right? And I say that to say, if you believe anything, you can achieve it, right? Sometimes in life, we give ourselves extremely limitations on ourselves. We got to stop limiting ourselves. The world is not against you. Sometimes I feel like you're not working hard enough on yourself. And let me say that again. The world is not against you. Sometimes I feel like we don't work on hard enough on ourselves. We overly cry about what's going on, not seeing what we're not doing. In life, we got to get more focused and see what we're not doing opposed to what's going on in the world. It's easily to get distracted, right? And a lot of us have to understand that. It's so easy to get distracted. But you can't allow yourself to keep getting distracted about what's going on in life. You got to focus on what you should be doing, right? And sitting down, getting to talk to Ruben, you get to see that he's so focused on what he's doing. He's not caught up in the whole world, right? And, and the names he threw out were some of the most astonishing names. So basically, to me, what I got out of that, you are a product of your circle, right? You are a product of the people you stay around, right? They say, show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. They say, birds of a feather flock together. They say, you are the company you keep. So I've noticed in life, when pursuing greater self, you have to be conscious of who are the people you're around. And I just want to say to, to the world right now, let's stop looking at the negatives in life and start pushing more positive. When we sit down and have conversations, the words that come out of your mouth cannot be taken back. The moment you say something, just know you have to live and die by what you say. So before you speak, always think, right? And before you think and speak, always think first. And you have to learn to think before you speak. Because you can't take the words back. Once you say it, that's it, right? Because it speaks about having life and death in the tongue, right? We must be conscious of what we say and how we feel about life. Some of us are so captivated by our feelings that we can't see anything other than our feelings. We're so caught in our feelings that we can't see anything other than our feelings. I'm going to tell you something. Your feelings are cool, but understanding your feelings shouldn't lead every decision you make. If you lead with your feelings, you're going to ultimately consciously make poor decisions because it's your feelings. Feelings can be changed, right? I'm going to tell you something. If I'm in a, in a room with an AC on, in that moment, I'm cold. I feel cold. If I go into a room that's hot, and that next moment, I'm hot. That's how easy your feelings can change, right? And we have to understand that. We got to be around people that's consciously uh, reminding us of who we are and what we should be doing. Select your friends, select your circle, and be more conscious of it. Because at the end of the day, you are a reflection of who you carry around you. 
Death in the says nothing more than who you're around. Let me say that again. Nothing says nothing more than the people you're around. Nothing says nothing more than the things you do. And nothing says nothing more than the environment you go to. Your people, places, and things are your reality. Because your perception is built off of the people you're around. Your perception is built off the things you do. And your perceptions are the places you go. Think about it. If I stay in a bad environment, chances my outlook on life is bad. Right? If I hang around people who talk about nothing but negativity, chances are my, my thoughts will be negative, which ultimately leads to me doing negative things. People, places, and things. We must be more conscious of these things, guys. We got to understand if we want better in life, we got to put ourselves around better. You'll never get better doing bad, right? You'll never be strong only doing what's weak, right? You'll never be rich doing what broke people are doing. It's impossible. Life is about making the hardest decisions easy. Let me say that again. Life is about making the hardest decisions easy. Because easy becomes easy if you keep doing what's easy. If you're always doing what's easy, it's always going to look like life is easy. But chances are when you see what you've gotten, you only got to the level where easy gets you. Nowhere. Hard is hard never for those who do what's hard. If I consciously always do what's hard, hard is not hard anymore. Hard becomes easy because you become disciplined. The more you become disciplined, the more your life will come full circle. A lot of people will never come full circle because they lack discipline. Stop looking for motivation. A lot of us are looking for motivation. I want to be motivated. But motivation comes and goes. But discipline reigns superior no matter what. Let me say that again. Motivation comes and goes. But discipline reigns superior. And the reason why discipline will always reign superior over motivation, because you can wake up today on a hot streak. I'm going to the gym. I'm going to do what I got to do. After that, that, that motivation subsides, ultimately you go right back into your lack of discipline ways, doing the things you were doing before. So we must be conscious of everything we say and do. Because as I said before, there's power in your tongue. You cannot speak negative over your life and expect great results. It will never happen. Because the talk is cool, but if it's not backed by action, it only stays as talk. You cannot talk yourself into success if you ain't doing anything. It's unrealistic. You're going to have to make great sacrifices. Guys, today I want to thank Ruben Stetter for being my special guest today. I want him to know I appreciate, I value, and I respect him so much. We're coming on the Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast. We got more to come. We're going to keep knocking out these hits after hits after hits. Until next time, guys, I want you to know something. Don't let that go over your head.